This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. So they go to Shakira and she's like, that was good. Like you have good range or whatever. Mm. And then they go to me and I'm like, you think that was good? Check this out. I get up there. I do my moves. And Blake Shelton, he goes, now that's boss. I know, I watched. Hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook and Insider's Guide to Kicking Butt and Dropping Names in the Red Carpet Lineback Hallways of This Industry We Call Showbiz. What up, what up? First, a little introduction. uh, um, You you know, we have stuff that we do outside of this podcast and uh, movies and TV and stuff like that. It's not just coming on here and like... Telling stories like all 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 week. We have no. This other is a st- fucking joke to us doing uh, this. We have other stuff going on, and related to that, Sean has had a little procedure that you. We want to explain it because it. Might- I've got a big movie role, and you might just hear something a little different when you hear me speaking in this episode. And it is, of course, um, I've had <laughs> one of my front teeth removed, and so maybe it'll sound a little goofy to you, and that's okay. Um, because what happened for me is I got this great script. I haven't read the whole thing or even most of it, but I saw that the main character had a Southern accent Mm -hmm. and I thought I can wrap my head around this character. They were offering me the role. And, uh, and I thought I can wrap my head around this character. He's Southern. So he's probably some backwoods fucking dumb fuck. And he's probably missing some of his teeth and he fucks his cousin with a possum skin condom or whatever the shit those Fucking re. He probably I almost he, said a bad R word, but I'm not gonna say because I know people don't like that, and I don't want to get sued. But anyway, I went to the dentist, and I think yes, of this character is he saw a tomato on a soup can, and he said, "Mmm, that looks good." And he tried to take a a big bite for lunch. Tried to bite into the soup can because he thought the can itself was a tomato. Now, I think that's right. I went to the dentist. Yes, big Hollywood stars go to the dentist, too. I know you have to go. It's a little different for us. They play nice music. We have some cocktails. Mm-hmm. You tie... There's pretty girls there. You tie a string. You guys at home... I know you guys at home. You, you tie, tie one you tie end of a string to one a doorknob, mm-hmm. one to your tooth, and then you slam the door as, as hard as you can. Blood everywhere. But what the dentist does is they put in a piece of gauze to catch the blood, and uh, instead of slamming a door, they just sort of gently chisel it out um, mm-hmm. with a little rock hammer like he used in Shawshank to make the tunnel behind the Rita Hayworth poster. Mm-hmm. And so I'm missing that tooth for this big Hollywood role, and I think it's worth it. And uh, um, you're going to maybe hear some strange S's or whatever else mm, sound sounds are not little, easy to make. A little 
saliva just gently dropping onto the microphone. And I'll be experimenting throughout with shoving some paper in there or a little bit of wax or something to mm-hmm. try to... Uh, but I've been doing it for the past couple of days and nothing really does work. So um, in general, it just makes me talk strange in a different way. Uh, and that's Hollywood, baby. Let's uh, listen. We want to do something. We, we, we've talked so much about our own lives and our own experiences and given you so many lessons about what we go through. But we thought we would do a segment that can be really helpful. It's called A Day in the Life because uh, we love the Beatles, all Beatles stuff. Uh, those guys changed everything. Any one of them would have been the greatest recording artist if they just had a band of a bunch of losers, mm-hmm. any one of them could have written enough good songs to be a superstar. And the musicianship. And the songs. Oh, my God. And the fact that all of them knew each other and what's more, did music together is what really makes them unparalleled. And, and you know, and media... <laughs> So fragmented now mm-hmm. that even if there was a band that good, there never will be. Even if there was, they would never be as popular as mm-hmm. the Beatles. That's why it's Beatlemaniacs, and that's us. And you listen to the song. You never hear songs today like their songs where, where the lyrics are like poems. Oh, yes. And because they you had to do codes back then. Mm-hmm. So if they wanted to sing about taking a drug, they mm-hmm. had to find a code word it for it like, but now you turn on the radio and fred durst is just like i'm doing it for the nookie and it's too much it's like well what if the beatles could call it nookie they had to call it norwegian wood so a day in the life is a segment where we take you through the day of a famous auteur we've spent a lot of time with with a lot of directors and writers and uh, and actors and producers and stuff, and so we have a pretty good idea about how a lot of them just go through a normal day. Uh, and I guess we wanted to do Alexander Payne. Yes, here's a guy who um, is uh, not really big enough to do the podcast, so mm-hmm. we don't want to kind of waste your time with that. But there is enough interest in him that we'll walk you through. Mm-hmm. Kind of what his typical day is. He's the guy he directed Election, Citizen Roof, uh, stuff like that, that, that you know and that people watch and it gets awards. He's gotten a lot of big awards. Uh, yes, and has made movies. Mm-hmm. Now, first thing for him in the morning, he wakes up and what do you know? He fell asleep with the TV on. And it was on HBO, and maybe he was watching Game of Thrones. No spoilers! Engineer Brett got mad that I spoiled them last week. And uh, and and what's on is they're rerunning an episode of Hung. And it's the one episode that Alexander Payne directed. And he goes, I wonder if people know I directed this. I hope not. I hope they just know me for my famous movies. And he turns off the TV, and he goes to grab some brunch. And in his in his kitchen, there's a little uh, like a snow globe that that has the the skyline of Omaha in it, Omaha, Nebraska, because it's really important to him that people 
think that he cares about his hometown uh, and that he's really attached to it. I think he would really like it if, if people thought that he still lives there. He lives in Los Angeles, but keeping that little snow globe around in a place where people can see it is great for him because then they say, oh, he probably looks deep into that snow globe to go back to to Omaha to remember what it was like. Probably when he's writing, that's how he puts himself in Omaha's shoes. He's so in touch with those characters who don't come from from big cities, and, and it's because he cares so much about his home city. But that snow globe is really just for people to see and to think that. And he's got them all over the house, and, and he sort of grabs that snow globe and he tosses it in the trash because there are hundreds in every room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he uh, finishes up with his brunch mm-hmm. and he goes down to get the paper. Mm-hmm. And he says, hmm, I wonder if they reviewed any of my movies today. And he flips through to the movie reviews section. And, and uh, they did. They reviewed Sideways today. And they reviewed Sideways today. And he goes, and he goes, Oh, that's right. They're talking about the part where he doesn't want to drink Merlot. <laughs> yes. Uh, and and he thinks about it for a second. And he thinks, I guess that's the only thing people really remember about that movie. He goes, did I make too much hay out of that Merlot thing in that movie? I guess, you know, people remember it, so that's good. But, but do I time, wish they, But happened? do I wish they remembered something else? Is it a good thing? That people remember that every time they see a bottle of Merlot, they're thinking of my movie Sideways. It lives on forever in that one line. And then tucked into the newspaper, there's a little note, and it's from Thomas Hayden Church. And he goes, there is something else people remember from that movie. And Thomas Hayden Church goes, thanks for rejuvenating my career. You really did for me what Tarantino did for Travolta, and that's what all the papers said at the time, and that's why I'm in all these movies now. But then he thinks, wait a minute. You really only did one more movie. You did the big Spider-Man movie, and then you went away again. And people did not think that Spider-Man movie was so good. So he ha- he's in kind of a tough spot here because he's reading the note. Is that better than nothing? It's definitely possible that for sure it's that you were just going to do nothing from here on out. But Alexander P- Payne thinks, did I really just get his hopes up and make everyone think that he was going to be a big movie star now because of what I did? Mm-hmm. So then it's we're done with the paper and it's time to take a little drive down uh, to go to the bathroom at a public restroom in the library. And so <laughs> you get in the back of your uh, big limousine and you mm-hmm. say to the chauffeur, to the library. And mm-hmm. then he takes you in there and you get it in the public restroom. You get on your phone and you start watching a movie. Yeah. You do this in the public library because... You read somewhere on a blog, somebody said that you use Oscars for Best Adapted Screenplay to wipe your butt. And you thought, that's a funny idea. I really should do that. It's very smooth. It doesn't work that well. Uh, it, it it picks up very, very little of the, of the residue. And then you don't flush it. You still have to keep it. You only have two. You have to wash it off in the sink afterwards. But a lot of people have seen you do that now. Uh, and so it's a big part of your reputation. And then someone kicks in the door of the stall, a crazy person, and they see your naked body and you go, this is a little like when I showed Kathy Bates' naked body in the movie About Schmidt. And then you go, man, that was really bold of me or of her. I don't know. But that is the thing people remember about that movie. Yeah, there's that she was naked and there's something about letters to an African boy 
Maybe they're pen pals. People aren't really sure. We don't know. What people do remember about all my movies, you think, because you're Alexander Payne, is the main guy was really good in it. He was good, and he was finally playing someone unhappy. People think about uh, like guys like Jack Nicholson and Paul Giamatti and George Clooney and Bruce Dern being really like stripped down and raw in their roles. And not being very happy. And you think to yourself, well, it's really nice that people say that about me. But also, I know in my heart that that was very easy to do. I just made sure they didn't shave for a little while. And I made them wear like kind of bad clothes. And uh, I sort of didn't let them comb their hair at all. And I, and you know, I, like in, in, in some cases, I just made them be a little dumb. Like for Bruce Dern, I just made him be like cartoonishly stupid. And Clooney pushed back on the hair thing, and I buckled pretty fast. And but so, so you know, there's really nothing to that. The thing that people think makes you a good director is actually nothing at all. And now it's time to go throw rocks at the Hollywood sign. So you head on down to the Griffith Park Trail and you hike on as close as you can get and you throw a couple rocks and you go, take that, Hollywood, because you're kind of an outsider. You're more Mm -hmm. of a Nebraska guy, really. It's definitely important to you that people think that. And then you kind of dozed off and you think... You're tired from throwing rocks. You think, oh, gosh, throwing all those rocks was really tough. I'm going to doze off. But you wake up and somebody was willing to write a script for you and put your name on it. Some really talented writers were just thankful to to have your name on a script. And then you say, thanks, guys. Like, I'll take the script. I'll take a pass at it. Your names could stay on it, too. Duh, when it comes to accepting the award at the Oscars, don't uh, plan a speech or anything. People don't really want to hear you talk. They want to hear Alexander Payne talk. And I might go on a series of talk shows, too, and just kind of disavow myself from your version of the script in any way. And mm-hmm. that'll be kind of a fun game we play with each other. I'll say, I'll, but I'll do it in sort of a coded way. I won't say that the original script was bad. I'll say stuff like, well, the original version we were working with was very different. Very, I'll say it was very different, and don't we all agree this version is good? And you know what? A lot of people did say it was good. And you go home, and you had a nice full day. You went to the library like you like to do, and you threw rocks at the Hollywood sign, mm-hmm. and, you, and you go to sleep, and you have the same dream you have every night where someone's taking all your awards away. And in your, even in your dream, you're upset that all your awards are going away. But you kind of know that, like, in your head, you think of those awards as being for election anyway. The awards that you didn't get for election, that you know you really should have, you feel like, well, I'm just cashing in on the debt that was owed to me then. Mm -hmm. Uh, But in a way, too, then, you knew this day was coming. And when you wake up, you realize you fell asleep with HBO on, and you do it all over again. So that's a day in the life of uh, of, of Alexander Payne. It's it's uh, it's named after um, our favorite Beatles song, uh, which uh, little Beatles trivia uh, is the only Beatles song to begin with like uh, like an article like uh or the. Every other one was like. 
paperback writer. They wouldn't have said. Do you know how they made that part of the uh, song where the whole thing goes just totally cuckoo and it like sounds like it's like going insane? Yeah. Me too. Or wait, tell me if you think if you know the same thing I do. Well, what I heard is that they just went outside and just gathered natural sounds. Oh, that's not what I heard. I heard John Lennon was smoking a reefer cigarette too close to the microphone and it set the mic on fire. Oh, well, I don't I don't think that's well, I'm they sure did have. Like they did smoke like reefer. That. Well, I, they, they wrote songs about it, but that was like that stuff that was happening at the at the time. I like to think so too. So we've got a really great guest. Her yes. name is Esther. Yes, uh, Esther Pavitsky. Uh, she is known as Little Esther in uh, her comedy performances. Uh, she's here to to talk about. Uh, her web series and all her other acting work that she does in uh, in movies and um, and in TV shows, and she's going to be right here coming up in one second on Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood Handbook. So he's so needy, right? Mm, yes, like, yes. Mm, did you think it was good? Did you like uh-huh. it? What did you think? And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you, John Cena. I've seen bigger jump kickies. Yeah. And he goes, oh yeah, bigger than this? And he goes to jump kick me, and I catch his feet, and I go, you get one, John. One. Uh-huh, he only gets one of those. With me, yeah. Yeah. Hey! hey what to, up, what up? Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Welcome, of course, to our guest, Little Esther. Uh, you know her as a, as a stand-up comedian. But she lives in Los Angeles, and uh, she she's also an actress, and she could executive producer. You could see, yes, she was an, an executive producer on a podcast like we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that mm-hmm. we, Weird Adults? Mm-hmm. Thank you. On Adult Swim? No, that's on a Feral Audio. It's more of a collective. Ooh, sounds yeah, kind of like dangerous. It's like socialist or Fair, something, yeah. right? Before we get into, is this water alkalized? Brett. Brett. Um, it's filtered in some way, I think. Okay, There's... I thought that I had requested alkalized water, but that's fine. Brett, what, 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 what's the difference in your mind between filtered and alkalized water? You seem to think that's relevant, that it was filtered. Yeah, you brought that up. You didn't answer the yes or no. You so just mentioned it, Does it relate in thing? some way? Do I, have to, do I have to do something to alkalize it? Or do I have to put something in it? Well, not like, now. Like, no, you don't have time. <laughs> it's too late. I already took two sips. So whatever. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Do you want to lie down? It's okay. I'll push through. I'll, it's fine. It's, it's if you want to lie down so on much. the table during the record, that's okay. Thank you. We've had guests do that. Lamorne Morris did that. Lamorne did that. Oh, my God. I love Lamorne. He's, ama- he's such a pro. Oh, my God. He just texted me, like, last night. What? Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's so funny. When? He was texting me. Really? No, he texted me, like, really late. He was like, are you in Pitch Perfect 2? And I was like, I don't know yet. It was so funny. <laughs> wow. That yeah. is funny. He I does know. these very random emojis. Like, he goes so deep 
into the emoji list. I go, I didn't even know like that was an emoji. A funny, <laughs> yeah. like an octopus. Oh like, my God, I know, I know. Oh my yes. God, he's so great, especially on Snapchat too. I didn't know you guys know him, that's awesome. Yes, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. the best. He, it's he really a small is town. It, it really feels is. like a big city, but it's a small town. That's mm-hmm. so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Esther, you have a web series. I do, what's well, a digital series? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it is on the web? Mm. Yeah, it's digital. I have that written here. Yeah, it's digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's a digital web series, and um, it's on... MTV. MTV. Mm-hmm. MTV Digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Esther with Hot Chicks, and I just interview hot girls. I love mm-hmm. the title. Thank yes, you so it really much. Is good. Oh my god, thanks! It's kind of a vanity project, but I love it. It's like a punch <laughs> right in like the face, but like good. Like it really gets you like so fired up to to like watch. Yeah, it's know? a friendly punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's based on a, a blog, a really popular sure. blog that I ran. Yes, and um, yeah, it's just been doing really well and it's really well received and really well commented great yeah thank you that's so awesome esther why do you think so many other performers are scared to take their shit on the web where they like they insist on and can i give an example i'd love it because i saw captain america winter soldier yesterday oh really fun Uh uh-huh and Kobe Smulders is in that. Mm-hmm. And now Kobe Smulders is now in The Avengers, which is one of the most popular movie series. And she was on How I Met Your Mother, which is one of the most popular TV series. And yet she's not doing any web series. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is she such a coward that she like, she does just she just keeps, not think she can hack it? She keeps doing movies and TV shows. And if I could bring up another quick example, I saw Captain America Winter Soldier yesterday, which had some great action sequences. And um, uh, Emily Van Camp was in it, and (laughs) she is now in this Captain America Avengers kind of movie, which is one of the most popular film series. And she's on Revenge, which is a really popular TV series. But I'm sorry, I haven't seen her in any web series. That's I totally hear that. And it's weird because I feel like my web series appearances and projects are like my bread and butter. Like I don't know what I would do without those and that all these you see today like all these big names and they're just denying this amazing platform for artists. They're just wallowing. Yeah. Do you ever get scared? Um I mean that's so hard to answer because Mm -hmm. it's like yes there's fear in all of us Mm -hmm. but like my thing is just like be brave you know that's a tattoo I have it I have it tattooed on my leg it's like be brave Mm -hmm. so every time like I am not brave I just look at my leg and I'm like just on your leg yeah I can do it it's great by the way Colby is like amazing she I swear she knows like all of the best smoothie places like if you're ever in the movie smoothie just text Colby and she'll like she's great I love her wow she's a friend and I and I don't mean to shit on her uh huh but at the same time, like, why is she not in a web series and why is she so scared? And I think, and this is a pet theory of mine, but I think it might be because web content is the only content that we enjoy in our homes. And so it's very intimate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because if you want to see a movie, you go to the theater. Yeah. And if you want to watch television, you have to go to, like, a nice restaurant. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you want to watch web series, you can actually sit down with your little cousin mm-hmm. and have him set up the internet for you and just watch it right in your own bedroom in your bed. You can just do it in bed. I'm glad that you bring that up because I do feel that part of my art is all about intimacy and being really connected with my audience. And I feel like that's why the web is such a great platform for mm-hmm. my you know, visuals visualizations. It's like these 
are things that people can watch in their own homes. Mm-hmm. Speaking of intimacy, you were talking about some of the people you had sex with before we started recording. Oh, my God. I do not think that's great to talk about. Um, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just only because, like, you know, in Hollywood there are a lot of openly gay actors and, um, you know, it is it is what it is. You come out as gay for your career. Mm-hmm. And some of these actors, you know, they have other interests and I have, you know, slept with some of them. And mm. I, I don't want to out anyone or name any names. Well, now just say, let's just say now we're talking about a different thing where we just say actors' names. And yeah. so it's not part of the other discussion. Okay. But now we're just saying the names of some actors as part of a different thing, just listing them off. Right. Okay. So, for example, mm-hmm. Neil Patrick Harris. He's an actor who's very famous. And people think he's gay. Mm-hmm. A but, lot of people do think that. But, yeah. he, you know, I don't He know. even thought that is what he said. Mm-hmm. Which it's weird. It's like, and why are you hitting on me you know and now it's now let's go back to the other conversation about uh, actors who you have slept with yeah and let's talk about the kind of stuff that like a certain one of those actors would like to do sexually so for example i mean they just like are really into like my body and just like totally you Mm -hmm. know going down on me and Mm, stuff that's like like, the main thing what about your butt that yeah, obviously there's a lot of that as well. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just frustrating, you know. It's like I get that careers are important to us, but like be real. Mm-hmm. If you're straight, just let the world know. You don't have to hide yeah. it. It's just like be who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that frustrates me a lot. Well, there is and, and, and also that uh, that Brian Singer recently. I don't know if you heard this story in the news that he would go so far as to pretend that he raped a 17-year-old boy. Yeah, that's absurd. Just to perpetuate this thing that, like, you have to be when it's a m- gay sexual predator in order to advance your career. Yeah, and that because there's that whole um, uh, Velveteen Mafia uh, thing going that mm-hmm. he wants to be a part of. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, Brian Singer is giving Esther the good stuff on, a, on the reg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is frustrating in that sense as well. Yes. Are you going to do the X Men stuff? Oh, the X Men the movie. Movie? Series? I I don't know yet. I have a few scheduling conflicts coming up, so we haven't aligned the dates yet. But I'm hoping to work it out. Mm-hmm. Are you getting in shape? Okay. Or I'm just looking at you, and I'm just kind of thank you. First of all, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I. Uh, so when I this is like a common thing that people know and I'd love to explain it here um, when I started my career in comedy I was a little bit heavier mm-hmm. and it was it was a problem large Esther yeah <laughs> I mean I guess but like so then you know you're doing comedy for a couple of years and like who comes along UTA they're like we want to sign you mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god this mm-hmm. is great and what a lot of people, some in the industry know, it's like once you sign on with one of the top five agencies, like you have to get your shit together. Like there are weigh-ins every Tuesday morning mm-hmm. and your agency. Oh, UTA does them on Tuesdays? Yeah, they do. Do you, have you heard others? The WME weigh-ins are on Thursdays, which is so much better for me. Yeah, that's cool. I, I think Tuesday is fair because it gives you just like a day after the weekend to like get your shit together. But yeah, so we have our Tuesday weigh-ins and those are what really motivated me to lose um, the extra 30 pounds I had to lose. And I'm still working towards my goal of 90, but um, I'm at 98 right now. So I think we'll get there. 98 
pounds lost or no i'm sorry 90, that you that, weigh 98 i weigh pounds. 98 pounds and i'm mm-hmm. looking to get down to 90 so that i can you know qualify for more a list like mm-hmm. more having just roles with more more lines more speaking parts mm-hmm. and you will have lost a total of 90 pounds at that point is uh, that what you were saying no 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 i will be 90 pounds at that point in time from um it's not proper to say your starting weight but sure you know you get the picture, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Well, now let's go to a different conversation. And we're not talking about weight necessarily. We're just saying numbers. Okay. So I would say 130. Yuck. It's awful. I'm five feet tall. That's like obese. It mm-hmm. is obese. It says it on my driver's license that I used to be obese. So it's difficult. That's why you drive so carefully. I do. Well, I try if not. you get pulled over. Right. That's why I can't drive. I have to Uber and everywhere when, I yeah, go. Yeah, because when you have a drive-on pass at the lot, I've seen you before. You rollerblade in. Yeah, I'll rollerblade. I've been known to do that. And I usually actually don't have um, – sorry, I'm getting over a little thing from my travels. Um, but usually I don't have a drive-on pass just because the lot guys know me. I'm very unique, mm-hmm. and there aren't many people like me. So mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. remember. I tend to be Women memorable. Women comedians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I You're the only one who limbos under the gate on rollerblades. I've done that, yeah. You know, I'm silly. I have mm. a silly side for sure. The lot entry bit that you have is so important. And this is something we haven't talked about that, that, <clears throat> that is a nice thing. Like the way you present yourself like uh, to, to the people at the gate as much as the people in the room that you're having meetings with. Like you're asking for water bit. We have talked about. Mm-hmm. But the bit that you do when you actually go on to the lot is really Well, if really you think special. they're not radioing up mm-hmm. and saying, hey – Someone just cracked my whole shit up mm-hmm. with a funny rollerblade limbo mm-hmm. and letting um, a Kevin Riley or a Les Moonvies know, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was that girl, mm-hmm. Little Esther. Yours Important. is really special if, you did, like, if you're interested in sharing yours. Now that you've so it sort of played out and you aren't really going to use it anymore. Mm, yeah, well, it was topical, so that's why right. I'm not doing it as much. <laughs> I do think you're you're onto something though. It's like be nice to the door guy. Be nice to the guy who lets you into the lot. Be nice to the janitors. Be nice to the guy driving the golf cart. You never know who's in mm. direct connection with a studio head or an executive. Or is like or an undercover is, is an undercover boss. That yeah. is exactly true. Like you never know if, if they're just the president of CBS, like you said, is just like undercover hanging out. Well, and Les Moonby's daughter, I think, drives a golf cart right now. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I heard that. She's also a big girl. It's about convenience. She's doing very well, and it's not her job. No, she just drives a golf cart from... Wow, I didn't even know that. Room to room in her home. That's a great person to meet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Esther, did you see Office Space? Oh, my God, I did. Oh, my God, I just spilled water all over myself. I'm such a klutz. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a silly side. I Thank you. <laughs> I really it's like so funny that. Because, like, to see you and all these other actresses, you because you, you handle yourself with such grace when you're doing a role and things like that. Thank but, you. Like, that, well, that comes down to, like, 12 years of strict ballet training, so mm-hmm. thank you. But yeah. to just know, it really humanizes you to know that, like, you will sometimes just, like, do a funny mistake oh my god thanks and stuff like that that's funny like a person a human being who goofs up sometimes you just like to sometimes just like wear pjs 
Oh my god, yeah, I never you know, that was such that. an interesting thing about you. Thank you. Well, this flannel is Prada, but it does look like less. It looks it looks a little worn, but that's just like the wash of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah, they're uh, Prada. They send my publicist stuff from time to time. It's really nice, actually. It's kind of a great gig. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So office space. Yeah. You did see it. I did see it. I, I was so young at the time. Sure. But I did see it. What do you remember about it? I just remember, like, just, like, classic humor and mm-hmm. just laughing and honestly just being like, wow, like, these actors, like, they have – this show has a voice. Mm-hmm. This movie has a vision. Like, Totally. I get where they're coming from. You know, I think the most important thing in comedy is, like, what are you trying to say? Mm-hmm. And if you can make me laugh while I'm crying, you have me. And that, for me, is what that movie did. And isn't it funny the way offices can be? Totally. Oh, my God. People don't think of that. It's Mm -hmm. so true. It's like, yes, we get it. It's a mundane thing to everyone. But, like, there's small quirks in there that can make you laugh Mm -hmm. any time. Yes. What happened to Rob Livingsdale? I don't know. Where is he? You know, this town chews people up and it spits them out. Mm Mm-hmm. And you hate to think about that sometimes, but I think he aged out of the kind of roles that he was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. That's and it might get back to what you were saying with because he was so overtly straight. Yeah, that maybe executives were starting to get a little concerned about like what the backlash would be if they hired him for more things. Whereas if he had maybe pretended to have forced a 17-year-old boy Mm -hmm. to perform fellatio on him, Mm -hmm. he might now be starring in a Big Bang Theory Mm -hmm. or a Captain America Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. which to me was almost an improvement on the first, which I loved, because the story got developed in a nice way where you, like, it honored what they had told you about the characters, but Mm -hmm. you also learned more. I wow. liked that there was no CG. I'm tired of all the CG. Thank you. Ugh. Whatever yeah. happened to actors and actresses doing scenes together and not so much computers. Yeah, it's a, this. that's what people forget. It's like this is an art form. Yes. This is art. This, we're artists. Mm-hmm. We have artistries. And, like, let mm-hmm. us do that. I, I hate when digital things like that try mm-hmm. to replace the real thing. It just never works. It's like... It's crazy. Whatever happened to just pointing at a camera at two people and just saying, just go, mm-hmm. and that's the movie. That's the movie. You know? I mean, that was what some of our favorite movies was. I actually directed a play that was similar to that. It's like, let's just get these two people and let's build the movie. I'm sorry, the play through the two artists. And it was like, wow. it was a great hit in my um my directing advanced theater studio class senior year of high school, I got an A. I was the only person in my class to get an A. So intimate. Yeah. What happened? Was it about It was family? about It was about two lo- former lovers. Oh, yeah. my and I actually, God, I brought, Esther. Th- yeah, thank you. I brought in um, a guest director, my ex-boyfriend, who was a student at uh, NYU at the time, and he kind of really influenced the play. Heavy. <laughs> I know. What's the meanest internet comment you've ever gotten, Esther? Oh, my God. I would say, like, you have the face of a 15-year-old and the body of a 35-year-old. That's probably the meanest Mm. That's not nice. That's not nice. I can't even imagine 35. 
Speaking of the age of body parts, you ha- have child hands, and when you were a child, you were a hand model. Oh, my God. Did you guys look me up or something? Oh, my God. I'm so flattered. We have, my little cousin is yeah. pretty big whiz we're on the internet. With computer stuff. Yeah. Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes, um, I did. My first taste of the acting bug, so to speak, was... Uh, you ate a bug? Yeah. I. Uh, you know, that's just like the saying, taste the acting bug. Um I became a hand model. Mm. I was with a talent agency in Chicago, and I hand modeled for the American Girl Doll catalog. And mm. it was it was a lot of work, you know, but it was worth it. I was in for- which dolls were you holding? Um, I held a collection called like the Tiny Collection. So I was really working because my hands are so small. Were they, they miniature versions of the classic dolls? They were. So were you holding Molly, Samantha, Molly, Samantha, Addie, Felicity? All of the girls, yeah. And all of like their accessories. I'm so excited you know about it. It's like awesome. Well, I was in Williamsburg, Virginia when they premiered the American Girl doll Felicity. No way. Mm-hmm. She was from Colonial <gasps> Times. Oh, my God. That's amazing. That is so cool. We should have like a reunion. They had great rock candy down there in the Williamsburg I community could- where they have old-time candy shops. I could totally see that. Yeah. Um, and big jawbreakers, the size of your fist. I mean, that thing will really break your jaw, not like the ones they make nowadays. I hear that for sure. Now, you have small hands. I do. And they wanted you to hold a small doll so it would look like a normal sized doll, and they could no. trick people into buying Paying something that was price actually for a small. very tiny doll. It was, I mean, it, I think, you know, I was so young at the time that I wasn't aware if that was the case, mm-hmm. but that's that was, you know, I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm an, a 10 year old, I'm here to hand model. When I leave, my parents are going to buy me an inflatable chair as a present, and it's going to be worth it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. you do that job, and it's like there are. A lot of downfalls. It's like, yes, I paid for my college, but did I have to like wear sunscreen on my hands unnecessarily all the time? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Like, it's a hard gig. They logo, try to get logo away. On the chair. I'm sorry, logo on the inflatable chair. Was or was there a logo? Mm-hmm. You know, back in that time, it was like a mail order thing, like from a magazine. So I don't know. So there were no logos. Yeah, I don't. That was before logos. It mm-hmm. was before logos. Yeah, in, in like the late nineties. Okay, he had something. Well, I just wanted to talk about how when you are so young and it's easier for you to be exploited, sometimes especially in modeling, they can sort of get away with some things. I don't know if you had any experience with that. Um, If I did, I just, you know, those are things I work out in in therapy usually. Mm -hmm. Ooh, therapy. Uh, Or what if we just did this? We'll leave aside the conversation about what happened to you Mm -hmm. uh, when you were hand modeling as a little girl leaving that aside and now we're just talking about unrelated sexual events gotcha that don't have to necessarily be connected to uh, gotcha. Wh- so you describe as a child or something you that could have had, or anyone, something okay. that, and with someone, someone famous have, and with someone famous, something okay. that, yeah. In mm-hmm. general, I would just say the word rape, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, the and word, that's just saying it. That's just throwing that out there. On the mm-hmm. table. It's just a word. That's just a word that can happen, and then and then the word pope as well. Hmm? Yeah. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's talk about something more positive. Oh, oh wait, no, I'm so I've sorry. So I'm getting a text. Oh, ugh, one second, it's Kendall. 
Okay, Kendall. Just Kendall. all I'm gonna say is don't be friends with a girl who's been on the Kardashian show if you don't want your texts buzzing all the time. Wow. Mm. Kendall Gill was on the Kardashian show. Um, no. He it's someone else, but played basketball. Um, her father is an Olympic athlete. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. She's great. Yeah. Kendall she's, Ono. She's a sweetheart. Kendall Blair. Bonnie Blair's her dad. Close. Hey, uh, you said let's talk about something more positive, and I'd love to. Got any life hacks? Um, let me think. Well, this is sort of a life hack. I recently became, I made the big transition from just a regular actress to um, someone who is officially offer only. Major life hack. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big life hack. No more dragging your butt down to Santa Monica in the middle of the no, day. No. Offer only. We had a ceremony. My parents flew in. It was a big deal. Really nice. Yeah. Let's explain what offer only means uh, because if you're listening to this podcast in a place like Oklahoma or Nebraska or something, you're used to getting paid to do work. Uh, like in exchange for like work. Like you chop a bunch of bricks in something. half or whatever and then they give you a pile of shekels. Mm -hmm. But out here, and like what's happening with Esther, you get to a place where people will just give you money. And you don't actually have to do anything to get it. And that's where you are now. Well, that is technically a holding deal. And I have that as well. But offer only means more just like we have an offer for you. You have bypassed the audition process. We're not going to ask. You're enough of a name. We're not going to ask you to audition for our projects. Here's the offer. It's, you know, whatever it is, 100K for, mm -hmm. you know, however many episodes of a show or mm -hmm. an offer as opposed to, like, please come audition. It's been really helpful. Mm -hmm. Hayes, did you not know that? No, I did. And that's actually exactly yeah. what I said. And, I, like. That's weird. Mm, that's so weird. Not really what you said. <laughs> no, it is exactly weird. what I said. I said, I said it's where the offer is money, right? Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> Esther, wasn't that kind of a little weird the way he said it? It was weird because you did explain a holding deal as opposed to being offer only. That Are was you a holding deal, what you said. <laughs> uh, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> this is... <laughs> oh, my God. This is... Mortifying. I can't even look at you right now. I'm so embarrassed for you. This is being fucking recorded. Holy shit. Uh, Dude, so we might awkward. have to cancel the fucking podcast. This is so awkward. Oh my god. You guys, it's should we just I, I don't know what to say. I could you know what? This this is a good time for me to announce my new line of self-tanning lotions mm -hmm. that are available at CVS mm -hmm. exclusively. They're called Little Esther's Tan Lotion, and uh, just check those out. Mm -hmm. And what makes them special versus, say, a bigger name brand tan lotion? Okay, so they, are, they have, like, more of a glitter infusion, and um, they last longer, and they're made of organic products. And this is a little dicey, but you can put them on anywhere, right? You can. You can mm -hmm. put them anywhere in your body, including your face. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Well, of course I know what a holding deal is. 
a talent holding deal. It's sometimes spelled with a hyphen, talent hyphen holding deal. It's a contract between an entertainer or artist and a representing agency. Valid while the agency is developing a movie, television program, live performance act, album, or entertainment venue for artist. But you didn't know what offer only was. I can even was. give you an example of one. That no was... one ever asked you what a holding deal was. You like oh just God. described it when like well, of we were talking I about know. offer only. Well, of course I know what the difference between that is too. Offer only Hollywood is Sam. Stop helping. Is him. something where Lowe's Hollywood Hotel. Uh, oh my! Oh my God! <laughs> Um, so the tan makes your skin darker, huh? The lotion? Yeah, it's great. It's mm. totally 100% natural and organic. And, you know, I, I sampled a lot of different tanning lotions and really made the best mix that I felt. You know, I did the research and, you know, I'm not going to put my name on something that isn't truly the most excellent option out there on the market. What other products is your name on already? Um, so we have our nail polish line. Um we have leggings, of course. I've and seen some lip gloss, I think. Yes, we have a lip gloss. That's on hold right now. Those sold out really fast. And then we have crop tops, like glittery crop tops yeah. that are coming soon. What about beanbag chairs? Beanbag chairs, that's an interesting pitch. I mean, we have talked about that because there is such a big demand for those right now, especially like celebrity designed beanbag chairs. So that is something that is in the works. Is all it just feels now. like this is enough, that this is enough. Show. How long has this been, Brett? No, uh, just seems like we're hitting the same beats over and over again, and like we can just get out now. Uh, almost thirty minutes. That's plenty. Okay, and you know, and all the stuff from a lot of times we do thirty-five or forty minutes with a guest, and maybe even we take some out. Or this one is, I think, thirty is. It's I just haven't even talked about my theatrical vlog yet. She has a vlog she wanted to describe. Why do you have somewhere to be? I mean, I, well, it's it just like, like I want this to be changed. good. I just want it to be good, and it feels like, like five minutes ago, it just like we just hit a, a ditch. Well, that's around the time that you made a pretty big oopsie, you know. And I, I don't think we need to dance around it. Um, you know, well, I already explained. I already explained that I know what it is, and it was. Well, you said something can about I, a hotel or something. Can I ask a question? Have you ever tried um, transcendental meditation? I, think, I just brought it up because I think that it's something I could see really working for you. It's part mm -hmm. of what made David Lynch's movie so much better. Now, right? So you think that'll help me know what uh, stuff is better? It would help you focus. I think it would just like ease your. There's a lot of tension coming from your chakras right now, mm -hmm. and I just feel like some transcendental meditation mixed with crystal therapy. I think you would be like, a f you would be famous like the next day. I could see that really working for you. Yeah, and maybe in a way, maybe what's going on is you know so much that it's all jumbled. Well, we up get exposed to so much information these days on our phones and all this like. Or always getting calls and like even like all the, the labels on like products has like so much information now we're supposed to look at like calories and like also like how much sugar it has and stuff like that and like do you live near like a radio tower i'm just curious because this is a common thing well yeah i mean i i want my stuff to come in fast okay okay, okay. well maybe it is best then if we sort of wrap this one up. 
I usually do it. Okay. Uh, little Esther, Hayes is going to wrap the, us up and take you out, <clears throat> and uh, he'll do it now. Okay. Uh, uh, Esther, th- thank you so much for... You want me to handle it? Esther, it's just been a real treat having you here. Um, uh, is there anything you want to plug real quick before you go? Um, I would just say uh, check out my web series, Esther with Hot Chicks, on mtbother.com. And also... Twitter. Uh, of course, there's Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, obviously. And then I would also like to say um, just thank you for for tuning in and also keep on being a lookout for my next theatrical vlog okay and the, then uh, we're a podcast we're called Hollywood Handbook and that's what you listen to and you can uh, see us uh, on Earwolf and iTunes you could write a review and you can talk to us on the forums and you can like our Facebook page and you can follow me on Twitter I'm at Sean Clements <laughs> but don't follow Hayes and then, um, the and then uh, we want to say thank you to uh, our listener who bought the pro version this week, and his name is um, uh, Washington Monugent. And uh, as a gift, um, Esther is gonna uh, uh, tell him the name of one person who we thought was one sexual orientation, but turns out they're a different one. Cool. Awesome. You guys, thank you so much. She's going to do it. Oh, right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just for Washington Monument. Just for Washington Monument, so everyone else. Unplug your earbuds. So gotcha. it, can, it can be a big one. Okay, ready? Yeah, it one, can be a big one. Two, three. Zachary Kinto. Bye. Bye. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Ackerman. For more information, visit earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead That was a HeadGum Podcast.